0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bigly Blast. Sunday was indeed a tale of two halves, one of the most overused cliches in sports. But the bigger story in Arizona is the tale of two coaches. One of them is maxing out a defense that is seemingly bereft of talent, but certainly not a belief. And that defense played its best game of the season yesterday on the road. Then there's the offense where Cliff Kingsbury is on the hottest cold seat in football, where a great deal of the fan base can now see very clearly how limited he is as an NFL head coach. Poor play calling, poor clock management, uninspired starts, sleepwalking through halves, and an offense that has led the NFL in calling timeouts to avoid delay of game penalties for three years running. Now, Kingsbury also has a contract that runs through 2027, which means nothing if the owner is willing to make a change if and when necessary. But Cardinal fans are smart, and they've noticed how. Strangely attached the owner is to this particular regime, and that knowledge is creating a weird dynamic of mistrust in and around the organization and where it's all going. Something I never thought fans would feel about the younger bidwill. Now, when Kyler Murray expressed his frustrations with the head coach on the field yesterday, barking at him to get his plays in quicker, we all had the same general feeling that the head coach is holding back the quarterback and not the other way around. Either way, in the end, Kingsbury got his second reprieve of the season. The first was a miracle in Vegas. The second came because of his defensive coordinator, and he better find a way to capitalize this time around. Today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable with two great locations and one great experience. Shop online at chapmanbmw.com.
1: We could, yeah, that was the thing. I thought defense playing so well in the first half allowed us not to get too far behind where we had to um, just kind of scrap it and go two-minute or get into different things to really uh, push the pace, and and that that helped. Um, We rushed the ball like that. Uh, We're a better football team, and I thought our O-line really battled a really good front all all day.
2: That's Cliff Kingsbury on the defensive line of uh, you know things to, to you know, patch up the slow start by the Cardinals offensively mm-hmm. but you're you're on to something I mean if the defense
0: has an off day yesterday yeah Cardinals lose that game oh no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And it's, it's, I didn't have much faith in them. I did not know the Panthers were that bad. I thought at one point in time, they were a team on the rise. Remember when their, remember their owners so much believed in Matt Rule that he was like signing every cornerback on the market last year. Do you remember that when they were doing that? Mm -hmm. And they were willing to throw whatever money was necessary. They were, they really wanted Deshaun Watson at one point in time. So they really want this thing to work. And now they're stuck. They're stuck with a product that's even worse than what we have have in arizona and again and again i'm I'm, i gotta temper this by saying like you said uh, another saying in the nfl is you are what your record says you are Mm -hmm. and the cardinals are two and two so for all that's gone down they are in a much better place standing wise than they are in terms of general optics and how they got there right very true yeah and and so okay That's good. Now go make something of it. Go put together a a game plan plan that the Eagles do not see coming. Go score a touchdown on your opening drive. Go snap this winless streak in Glendale. If they somehow won that game, if you look at their
3: schedule after that, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Vikings, the Seahawks, Mm -hmm. And they'll be getting uh, Hopkins back during that stretch. I mean, the season
0: can turn, like, unbelievably. And, and, and again, we don't know what D-Hop is going to look like when he returns, but we do have a big base of evidence that shows the offense can be really good when he's out there just doing his thing. Yeah, somebody
2: tweeted out the, the production in the Cliff Kingsbury era you know yardage, points per game, and and the first year obviously there was a lot of feeling things out and you know getting acclimated. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins was not part of that offense in years two and three. Those numbers went up with Hopkins there, mm-hmm. and then you saw a drop off in the first three weeks leading up to this game. Uh, I mean, this is you know by far still a, a, far from an offensive juggernaut, um, but DeAndre Hopkins, for what it's worth, this offense right now has proven that it's really difficult to overcome his absence, even though they yeah. had fair warning yes. that it was coming. <laughs> it doesn't and, matter. And, and and that's been a disappointing uh, uh, you know aspect of, of the season so far. Kyler Murray, who did have a, a good second half, ended up with two touchdown passes and a touchdown run in the game, uh, talked about the game as a whole and, and had to talk about that slow start as well. It was, again, a you know, slow start and and I don't think it was necessary. It was the feel of the, you know, the, the aura around
1: the team. It wasn't any of that. Uh, on the road, it felt great. Um, I just think, you know, third downs, we didn't, we didn't execute well early. And then, you know, we came back in halftime. You know, nobody was down. Nobody was pressing anything like that. I felt, you know, I a pick six. You know, knew knew we'd be fine. I knew we'd be fine. Fought adversity. Defense played a hell of a game. Hell of a game. They played a hell of a game, man. Um, had our backs all day. Um... We, can, we finally, you know, like I said, we finally kicked it in gear come second half. I found our rhythm, which which is part of the, you know, I think that's part of the problem is we haven't, there's no rhythm at the you know, beginning of the game. It's, it's um, you know, we're kind of just, we're, we're sleepwalking out there. You know, that's what it feels like to um, finally, you know, finally touch the end zone. It's been six quarters. It's been six quarters since we touched the end zone. Feel brand new to be in the end zone. It's crazy. I, like, it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling, but
0: we're um, a good one sleepwalking out there. Yeah. That's not, No, paint a good picture. No. And, and I think this is what, we're, we're all seeing the same thing. And, and this is the weird dynamic that I tried to outline in the blast. We, you've got a fan base that is very on edge about Cliff Kingsbury and what he's bringing to the table or not bringing to the table. And yet, and yet he's got this crazy job security that goes through the 2027 season. At least we th- think he does. I don't think anybody's ever reported on the, the, the numbers in this deal the monies in, the, in these deals, they may not even exist. Right? I mean, again, it's, there's not been any official reporting on any of it. But, but I think fans see that and, and it just doesn't make sense to them. Yeah.
2: I mean, on that front, job security and, and financial security are two different things. Yeah. And this can't continue if the job security is is going to remain high right yes he signed a new contract or four games into this you know into this season after mm-hmm. he signed this extension but um, things have to get better and, and we talked about it last year it a lot of people get tired of hearing cliff kingsbury and 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 that was the report at halftime too what what's ailing the cardinals offensively well we need to call better plays mm-hmm. well, we need to get better that's your job and, and and that starts to wear thin after a while. It does. And, and it's yes, worth it, it, it. It's patched up by the fact that they were able to win that game. Uh you heard from Kyler Murray there. He overcame an early pick six against Carolina and actually finished strong. We'll get more into the uh performance of the quarterback for the Cardinals next on this big red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, ninety eight seven FM, Arizona Sports Station.
1: Here we go. Quick! And Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Go, let's go, let's go! When you ask me questions about the offense, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. I, I never know. I mean, I know the plays, obviously, but I never know what's going on. I never know, like, if this is by design or anything. All I do is just block the end for the most part, unless Rodney tells me different. Like I, so, But it's beautiful to see him running around all over the place and, and, and having that success. You know, when he moves around like that, he gives that threat to the defense. They got to play on their hill. They have to play safe. If you play safe with him laying in the backfield and all the time we got on the edge and our O line band would hold up, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous.
2: DJ Humphrey. I went asked by Paul Calvisi after the win over the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers yesterday about Kyler Murray being involved in the running game. That has been a huge storyline this year. The the data is out there, and it's pretty raw, basic data. But when Kyler Murray is involved in running the football with the number of attempts, the yardage is actually immaterial. But yesterday... Uh, he was able to to run a little bit, a couple of design runs, a mm-hmm. couple of scrambles that extended things. He had the touchdown run, but he got that number over ten attempts. He had it to twelve,
0: and that usually means good things for he, the Cardinals offense. He even ran it up the middle of the field once. Yes, he did. Which you don't see every day with him. And and so yeah, so it it's almost as if um they were mat- metaphorically slapped in the face at halftime. Like wake up. Don't you know to win this game, you need to be urgent. You need to be passionate. You need some intensity. And, and the quarterback needs to run the football. The numbers say as much. And they did all of those things. I mean, right away after halftime, it's, it's like somebody came in and, and said, I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but A, we need to throw the ball downfield. Because we're do, all we're doing is dinking and dunking. That possession right before the end of the first half was so disgusting. The fact that the Cardinals took over in a two minute format, had, had timeouts with that, and just dinked and dunked their way to a three and out. To the point where they left enough time for the Panthers to run five plays and kick a field goal.
2: Yeah, and that was, if you want to criticize anything about the defense, and yes, the offense led to it, no doubt, by not Mm -hmm. holding that possession a little bit longer, but allowing that field goal right before the half. You go in again feeling a little bit cheapish about yourselves if you're the Cardinals. Like, we're down 10-3 to this team.
0: Yeah, and so they came out and they did everything in the second half that they should have been doing in the first half. And that is, instead of doing this series of goofy, uh, low-risk, low-reward plays, they were winging it a bit. They were actually a functioning offense. For a couple of series in the second half, mm-hmm. why it t- took fifteen quarters? I have no idea. It's like they need the
3: desperation to know. finally like relax yeah. or something. I yeah. don't know.
0: Or or Kyler Murray needs that desperation to finally take off and run with the football. What adjective would you? If
2: I asked you for one word to describe Kyler's perform- performance yesterday, what would you say? <laughs>
0: um, I would say resilient, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know if that really covers it. Is, why? What do you think? Is okay one word? Yeah, it's. Like, it, it can be twenty three old period K it be okay Y
2: O K A Y is a word. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, dokey. <laughs> That's something Jarrett would say. Well, I don't understand.
3: Old period K period. What do the O and K stand for?
2: Um, I'd, I'd have to look at the history of that saying. Yeah. I got it. Fascinating. Oh. Do you O correct O L L. K O R R
3: E C T, a popular right? slang misspelling of all correct. At the time, I don't know what the time was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, yeah, I suppose. Back when they had onions on their boot, uh, their belt loops. Twenty three of thirty two for two hundred seven yards, two touchdowns through the pick six. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually a plus to see him bounce back from early adversity like that. Yeah. Uh, especially when, when when you get a pick six against you and your offense is operating at a glacial pace and really struggling to put up points and yards, that early defensive play that, that Luvu makes can kind of define the rest of the game. Yeah, To Kyler Murray's credit, he did not let that happen. Um, I, I thought it was okay. I, I think he played well in the second half. I'll tell you what, though, Bick. Um, Kyler Murray is still a very divisive figure around the NFL mm-hmm. he's a very divisive figure among the Cardinals fan base mm-hmm. and focusing on the fan base the Kyler Hive does not like their quarterback to be criticized in any way possible is that right? Yeah. never I, I, I took one screenshot of a play where Kyler actually bailed on a play mm-hmm. um, the, the, the pocket was there was set up and, and Fox showed a replay uh, behind the play what Kyler Murray was seeing up from an elevated level. And and Zach Ertz was open in the middle of the field. Kyler didn't see it, bailed on the play, scrambled. I think he ended up getting nine yards in the scramble to make it, uh, uh, I think, leading to a third down play. Mm-hmm. I simply pointed it out. I said, Kyler missed Zach Ertz in the middle of the field. Oof. People, Kyler fans do not like that. Do that for every other quarterback. There are questions for the Kyler Hive out there. There are still questions in year four, and they're getting louder, by the way, on how effective Kyler Murray is at seeing the middle of the field in a clean pocket. Mm-hmm. They are out there. You can deny them. You can
0: ignore them. I simply asked a question. LaShawn and- McCoy just called him Trash. 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 trash.
3: Repeated it over and over again. <laughs> There's one one thing about Kyler that he does if you watch him and you just watch the games, he does not necessarily always hit people in stride. Like he doesn't hit people so that they get big yards after
2: catch. I would say it's at the point, Jarrett, where when that does happen, it's a pleasant surprise. The is, one thing Is that unfair? No. And he's great what things he's great at, he's great
3: at you know, scrambling and he's gotten much better at keeping his eyes down in the field and not always just trying to run. He throws a ton off his back foot, mm-hmm. like fading backwards, almost like a fadeaway shot. But he's very accurate with that kind of pass. I don't know if that's to do with his height or what, but he's got his flaws to say that he doesn't have his flaws. It's not like he's throwing for 300 yards with no turnovers every game.
2: No, but I was encouraged to see after all the talk last week and you can't have Kyler Murray design runs. He's going to get hurt. Well, the Cardinals aren't in the business of keeping Kyler Murray healthy and winning seven games a year. Yeah, they're in the business. They should be in the business of
0: maximizing their quarterback's talent yes. to help
2: them win games. That's
0: what they. That's what your job is. That's exactly right. And, and I do think that, you know, there was a time on a play action uh, the, Kyler Murray actually executed a play action yesterday, but you could tell he did not feel comfortable. He could not wait to get his body turned back around and looking downfield. There are things that you have to do as his head coach to maximize who he is. Otherwise, you're not coaching, you're enabling. By the way, Steve time was on with Burns and Gambo on
2: Friday, mm-hmm. and they asked him about LaShawn McCoy's harsh criticism of Kyler Murray?
1: I actually didn't hear that. It's pretty harsh and he's he's from my hometown. So <laughs> so the hell That's with that. him. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, again, I know you guys have a tough job to do and I certainly respect the media's opinion and they have to be tough and it's a results-based business but at the same time the internal belief that I have in Kyler, that we all have in Kyler is tremendously high and I think that, um, you know, there, there are always things with young players that you want to see improve and get better but uh, at the same time, you know, there are there aren't many guys that I'd rather have than
2: Kyler Murray as our quarterback. Um, that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Uh, okay. You would hope in year four. I, I don't think Kyler Murray. Well, let me say this. I think most quarterbacks that have any degree of success in the league in year four, they're pretty close to being finished products. Would you agree?
0: Yes. Yes. But again, it's it's also there. He's unique for a lot of reasons, and so his growth has been sort of erratic for a lot of different reasons. It's just a matter. I I, I think the, the main takeaway though, there was a takeaway for the longest time that 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 Kyler needs Cliff to kind of bring him along, and I I'm starting to question that more and more. I really am. I'm I'm starting to question if it's not a matter of of the quarterback being held back. By a lot of this. I've said, we
2: talked about this last year. Mm -hmm. And I'm not advocating for anybody to lose their job. So let me be clear on that. The curiosity I have curiosity on what Kyler Murray looks like with a different offensive scheme. I have curiosity with what Cliff Kingsbury's offense looks like with a different quarterback. With a different quarterback. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see that on either front, quite honestly. Yeah. But it doesn't it, yeah, do, it no, doesn't I hear kill you. my curiosity. I'm Josh <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hear I hear you, Vinny. <laughs> well done, Ferret. <laughs> Big
2: red Monday continues. <laughs> we will talk to Kyle Vandenbosch about the Cardinals win over the Panthers next. Bickley a Marauder Mornings 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
3: Bye, bro, bye. Let's be the best. Let's be the best.
1: Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. <hums>
2: Yeah, Cardinals even their record to 2 and 2, 26 16 win over the Carolina Panthers. They continue to win on the road. They break their losing streak against the Panthers. There was good, there was bad. Here to break it down with us uh, from the Cardinals broadcast team, Kyle Vandenbosch joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Kyle, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm
2: good, guys. Doing well. Thank you. Um, Kind of another weird football game, but uh, the Cardinals finished strong after another slow start. But, you know, we're going to hear that still as as a refrain going into this week against Philadelphia. I mean, what were your thoughts on the first half start offensively and how the defense kind of kept the Cardinals in the game at that point?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of more of the same. I mean, really, um, you know, I think we graded through the first year games, we graded the defense on a curve. Um, the defense played okay at times, gave the, the offense at least an opportunity to get back in games, but really didn't play great football. Mm-hmm. Um, this game was a little different. I thought from the start, the defense set the tone for the Cardinals, um, you know, just watching those first Few series, um, they were controlling the line scrimmage, knocking them back, being physical. Um, and, and what I appreciate about the defensive efforts, being specifically about the defense, um, you give Vance Joseph enough time with a group of players, he's going to put them in the right spot and and utilize their abilities. You know, this defense played with a. a Total team effort. I mean, you, you can point to Zach Allen as having a good game, but really, you know, through through four games, no player has stood out as being a game-changing type player. There's been players with good performances. Um, so it, it's been a total team effort. Um and, you know, the difference, looking back to when they went to Carolina a few years ago and, and were just utterly flat, um, that was both sides of the ball. Looking back at game one against Kansas City, both sides of the ball came out flat. The defense came out sharp with energy, uh, played well throughout the course of the game, um, and, it, you know, just held it together long enough for the offense to kind of um, – you know, get it together, move the ball, put some plays together. Um, you know, I don't really have an explanation for the slow starts. It's yeah. it continues to be a frustrating thing, and against um, a better
0: team, um, you know, they're not going to be able to make these these second half comebacks. Yeah. No, no, you're exactly right about that, um, and that's very very confounding. But let's let's talk about Vance Joseph in this defense because uh, it is a fact that over the last eleven quarters, they've only given up thirty nine points, which is about three and a half points. Per quarter, how much of this was going up against a bad team and a bad quarterback, and how much of this is sustainable? How much of this is real growth that we're seeing? Whether we're talking about Zach Allen or zavin Collins or or you name it,
1: yeah, um, bad quarterback is a part of it. I mean, look, um, I think Baker Mayfield um, has taken more heat than he deserves throughout his career, but he was bad yesterday. Um, mm-hmm look i I just had a labor repair um I could probably complete more passes than Baker mayfield did um i i mean it's it was he was missing wide open receivers at times and and was just just inaccurate um so you know that's definitely part of it um saying that you know what's impressed me specifically these last three weeks is Uh, What a good defensive coordinator does, what a good defense does is take away the offense's biggest threat. And going back to Las Vegas, Devontae Adams was shut down. Uh, going up against the Rams, Cooper Cup was was pretty much erased, and then you know Christian McCaffrey got some um, made some plays late in this game, basically in, in garbage time that were um, not a factor at all in, in the end result. Um, they shut down Christian McCaffrey. I mean, to he was coming off back to back hundred yard rushing games. Um, the defense at times this year still looked like it was unable to stop the run against you know above average running back. So you know my biggest fear coming into this game was how were they going to limit Christian McCaffrey he he walked away from this game with 27 yards rushing Mm -hmm. um so you know when you can do that when you can take away an offense's biggest weapon biggest threat um you know that's that's a huge step toward getting the job done and, and giving giving your team an opportunity to win
2: Kyle Vandenbosch our guest here on Big Red Monday on Bickley and Murata mornings uh Also, uh, defensively, I mean, JJ Watt, we all know it. He's an all timer. Uh, And then to hear the story about his ordeal, what he went through, to see him on the field, inspiring teammates, not just inspiring teammates, but making plays. I mean, you played the game for a long time, Kyle. Can you imagine playing a game under those circumstances with that much dancing around in your head?
1: No, uh, you know, J.J. Watt's a special player, um, and, and he's he's truly wired like one of the all-time greats. I mean, he is one of the all-time greats, but, um, you know, it, people ask me all the time, what, what makes football players different? It's, it's that type of thing. It is your... Uh the way you feel a responsibility to your team, the way you don't want to miss plays, the way that you feel like you're letting down not just um your teammates, but even the fan base at times and what you're willing to put your body through. You know, I've seen I've been through and I've seen some crazy things, you know, where where guys uh, have to have trainers tie their shoes because they can't bend over. And yet they go out and, you know, play 70 snaps in a game. Wow. Um, but, Who you know, this that? is even, even <laughs> Who different was that, you,
0: Kyle. Who was that? Oh,
1: I, I, I've seen, Hey, even, even from a personal note, you know, I've had two cervical fusions. I went through a season where I had to sleep sitting straight up and down on a couch because I couldn't lay on my back. And you, you find a way, you go out there and play. I couldn't hold my weight in my three point stance, so I had to go in a left handed stance. It's a, uh, it's just, oh it, you know, you feel God. like, um, you know, your body, you, you'll you worry about that when you're done, but this is different. Yes. I mean, this is, this is potentially, you know, life changing, life altering, even life threatening when you're dealing with, yeah. you know, the heart and for him to go out there and it wasn't, you know, listening to him after the game, he didn't want it to be about him. He didn't even want it to come out. He just wanted to be a part of it. And and after the game, he wanted it to be about the team and the guys. And and you know, I think it just not only shows what type of person he is, what type of leader, um, and and the character that he has.
0: Do you? Uh, I knew you were a tough dude, and I, and I love the way you played because your motor was elite. You spent a a season sleeping upright on the couch. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I couldn't I am telling you, I mean I had I had two cervical fusions and coming back off of my second one, um my first practice back, um, I ran and hit the running back as hard as I could with my helmet and the coaches were like, What are you doing? And I said, I just need to know if it was all right. You know, that's it's kind of what you do is you um and, and, and there's been, you know, from a personal standpoint, and in, in playing with and seeing other things, you know, oftentimes by week eight that something's messed up and you need to have surgery. But you are just held together with, you know, duct tape and, and bubble gum, trying to get through the season. And, and then when the season's over, that's when you take care of your body. So, um, you know, it's it's amazing. You hear all the horror stories about players when they're done post-career and, and what they have to deal with. But it's it's no mystery because you really you really have almost zero regard for your own health and your own body at times.
2: Yeah. Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on uh, Big Red Monday. Before we let you go, Vic and I were having the conversation before. You always hear it. You are what your record says you are in the NFL. I use the word fortunate. I think the Cardinals should feel fortunate. All you know, you know, looking at the first four games in totality, that they're two and two right now. Do you think that's a, a, an accurate, fair depiction of, of what you've seen? Yeah. Look, I mean, in the end, nobody cares
1: about style points. Uh-huh. And honestly, as a player, uh, even even as a fan you appreciate the team winning ugly games, uh, having the ability to win ugly games. And, and, the, and the thing I appreciate about Kyler Murray is he's been painted as as kind of a front runner. But um, look, he's brought this team back and he's stayed with it and he's been a big part of, of the reason that they were able to squeak out two wins. Now saying that, um, you know, you want to see some semblance of an explosive offense. You want to see some promise. You want to see some play design where you're like, oh, wow, you know, that's, this This is the Cardinals that we remember from the first part of last season. I think we all just assumed um, the offense was a given, and and they were going to execute and be able to put points on the board and make up for deficiencies on defense, whereas we've seen almost the, the opposite. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, as of late, the defense has looked really good. Um, you, you know, it, it, it is the Panthers, and it might be the worst offense in the NFL, but the defense executed and play with a lot of energy um so um you know you hope that at some point this offense clicks i think you know with the way they approach this preseason um you hope that it rounds into form and and with getting players back and and hopefully getting more healthy they have that opportunity but i haven't seen it up to this point i mean um it, you know at no point can you say this looks like an explosive offense, and you know I kind of want to stop hearing the excuse. We're just going to take what they give us. I want I want the offense to force the issue and and force the ball down the field sometimes and and get it into playmakers hands and and, and you're starting to see some of those things with with the Kyler Murray and, and Hollywood Brown connection. Yeah,
2: Kyle, great stuff as always. Thanks for making some time for yeah, us. this you the best we appreciate man. It. Thank you, Kyle. Any- Anytime, guys. Have a good one. You too. Kyle Vandenbosch, Cardinals uh, Radio Network. Uh, he works on the broadcast. He joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next, Cardinals are at 2-2 two and two through four games. There are questions still on both sides of the ball to ponder. We'll ponder some of them next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go.
3: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's
1: go. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. The identity of this team is, I would say just, you might knock us down, but we're never going to give up. We're going to get right back up, and we're going to give you our best shot. And in all of these games, I feel like we've been very
2: competitive, and we're, we've been very physical. And so, um, the score is just not playing out the way it should be. It's Eno Benjamin of the Cardinals had an impact on yesterday's oh. game, not
0: only running the ball, but kicking the ball. Can, I, can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. Eno Benjamin kicked the ball with such a fury, and it was such a line drive Tasmanian devil of a kickoff, the Panthers couldn't handle it. Nobody yeah. could handle any of his kickoffs cleanly. One
2: of those kickoffs that was just bouncing around for a few <laughs> seconds, like
0: avo- the, avoiding being caught. The first one, it was a scud. That he kicked after like a 20-yard run-up, and he was the guy that made the tackle, and he should with that kind of run-up. He was way ahead of everybody. It was unbelievable. I I thought it was very inspirational, to be honest with you. I love stuff like that on a football field. Yeah, it it was cool. And and the fact that,
2: and Mark Dalton put this out there, he was the first non-kicker to kick off for the Cardinals since Pat Tillman did it. I I actually
3: don't know why they didn't have him kick the extra point like were they because well, you, they you saw there wasn't and,
0: much clearance with you know Benjamin's kicks true, true. yeah true I yeah. don't know
3: it just felt like because they went for two and then by missing it they kept the Panthers in it where yes. all they needed was two scores that
2: might you're, you're right I mean it, it's you know it doesn't matter much now. Yeah, but by going for two and not making it, it made it still a two possession game. Because all of a sudden, then the Panthers yeah.
3: scored really quick, and then if they would have got the two, all of a sudden, well, all they needed was got a little bit, yeah, a little but, bit hairy but, then. Maybe, but he then.
0: did, he did hit and try one extra point before they went for the two, which it, it was that situation. Did it was it keep worsening? And yeah. if so, the Cardinals yeah. got to find themselves a new kicker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt
2: Prater was on the injury list. Eno you know, Benjamin admitted, "Hey, I was getting ready for this in case it happened." Uh and that was yeah. the fallback plan. Cliff Kingsbury yesterday was asked if he thinks Prater will be okay. I hope so. You know, it was kicking kick
1: around. Just um he pushed it to the limit and unfortunately, um I think he, he I don't know how much more he injured, but he wasn't sure good getting that to kick late. And then um, luckily won a close game. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound great
2: no. for, for this week. No. But I wanted to get back to a question on Eno Benjamin, who was talked about a lot in the offseason workouts for the Cardinals through OTAs, through minicamp, through training camp. He was getting rave reviews from from Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's played very well. He's been a spark plug offensively. Mm-hmm. He runs hard. Um And James Conner is less than 100%. And it has been basically less than a hundred percent. But when you look at the production the Cardinals are getting in the running game mm-hmm. with Eno Benjamin and to a lesser extent Daryl Williams, mm-hmm. who's, I mean Eno's averaging five yards a carry on twenty two carries. Daryl Williams six point five yards per carry on thirteen carries. James Connor's at three point two yards right. per carry. Right. Uh, and it's all been three now, yards in a cloud of dust for him. L-
0: yes. Do you think those guys should maybe play a bigger role while Connor's I, less than one hundred percent? Maybe. Maybe. But I, but I will say this. Um. I I, I think that Cliff Kingsbury. He was on the money when he spotted a breakout year for Eno Benjamin. You can see it; he's running with the fury, and you love to see that. Mm-hmm. He's playing with the fury, and you love to see that. Here's my take on this: We saw David Johnson. Remember that guy? Great guy, Jared. Great that, the one thing guy. I know about
3: this guy hell Drake. of a guy hell doesn't a he guy. doesn't even begin
0: we we saw how he started running left and right towards the sidelines Kenyon Drake too and then then came Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. and he was the solution until he became the problem shut up jared and and, and so this running back room what i really like about these three dudes they have right now that are running the ball right now starting with James Conner cuz he sets the tone but you know, they're going upfield they're going between the tackles and, and i will also say this I I think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be fiercely critical of Cliff Kingsbury and I think it's warranted, I, I'm also gonna say that I think it, he's been good at not abandoning the run in in times when in the past you know see he's gotten a little air raidy. Well, I will agree with that. You know they've no. they've stayed running the ball and it's true. Last week, it's good stuff. Well, fifty eight throws last well, week. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm making a very invalid point. Yesterday
3: in no, the winds, in the winds, were winds. but in the winds so the the the, okay. well, no, the right. where they right. both
0: wins, they were down uh-huh. at halftime and, and playing awful, but they the didn't abandon and run, their right. yes and, and, and there's that's important. You've got to do that. So I do like the running back room. I, I do think that they're yeah. The James Conner metrics again. He's not a great yards per carry guy, but it's just the attitude. You know what I mean? The stiff arm he threw. He might be an angry run guy this he, week. He's he the guy be. you want. On a fourth and one. <laughs> this is, but it's that stuff that makes it so ludicrous, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we had uh, He's the guy
2: you want on fourth and one. We indeed. had a Trey McBride sighting. Yeah, got in, caught some passes. Mm-hmm. May have been responsible for that fourth down play to Rondell Moore blowing yeah, probably up. Probably was <laughs> because he
0: didn't block. But what the What do you edge? want from a guy? He's coming along slowly. <laughs> No, it's in there. There was a there was a three tight end set at one point in time yesterday. Yeah. I was like, "What has anybody checked on Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> Is he doing okay? Is he doing okay?" Team
2: personnel. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so good and I was just wondering the the, the Benjamin thing. It it yeah. stands out. And again, I don't believe James Conner is close to 100%. He's had 45 carries this year. His longest run in those 45 carries is 10 yards. Yeah. So it is a, the definition of he's averaging 3.2. That's about what you're getting. hmm. Yeah, that's with about James what you're Connor. getting. Whether yeah. you need 10 or you need three, <laughs> yeah, you're getting 3.2. <laughs> that's what you're getting. Yeah, coming up next, we'll hit the nine o'clock hour. Sarah will take us through some social studies. Hey. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.